I want to start off by asking you to do something with me. Right there where you are, I want you to say this out loud. I am holy. Say it again. I am holy. How did it make you feel when you said that? Did it make you uncomfortable? Is holiness something that is associated with our behavior? We all know that we're not perfect. And if we're not perfect, shouldn't we have a problem with saying something like that? I am holy. And if we can never obtain true holiness, then should we even bother trying to be holy? This kind of thinking can cripple us from starting that ministry, leading that small group, or even conducting our business in a godly manner. The shame that comes from this stops us dead in our tracks. But what if I told you that right there where you stand, you are holy? I think this is a great topic for discussion, so I'm so glad you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome to the Rekindle Podcast. We're here to help you unlock your God-given potential so you can discover your story and learn to live your God-created best life. Hey there, and welcome back to the Rekindle Podcast. I'm so glad you're here again today. You know, our goal is to provide you with great content, 20 to 30 minutes, every single podcast, and we drop a new episode every Tuesday. You can follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream so you never miss an episode. We're in a series all about identity, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about being holy. What does it mean to be holy? I had a teacher in Bible college ask us uh, students this question one day in class. He asked us, are you holy? And I remember when he asked that because it made me uncomfortable on the inside because I want to say, yes, I'm holy. But at the same time, you know, I, I was I'm a young man. I'm still struggling in certain areas of my life. I don't make all the right decisions or the right choices. And even then, my idea and my perspective about my relationship with God was one based on works. I knew God was calling me to live a holy life in relationship with him. But when I thought about that, my thinking was, well, God is holy and he wants me to be like him, holy. But God is perfect. He is extremely perfect. There's no, He is flawless. There's nothing negative about him. And my perception then was I had to be just like him, making all the right choices, all the right decisions. And being just like him was how I achieved ultimate holiness or being able to really answer that question. Are you holy by saying yes and saying yes without any regard uh, to my humanity? My view of holiness was completely based on behavior. And you might feel the same way, even like when I asked that or when I had you repeat that with me at the beginning of the podcast, you said, I am holy. Maybe you can relate with me on this. You might have felt all these same things as well. But I want to present to you this truth right here. Being holy isn't based on your works. Being holy is based on your position. And I'm going to prove it to you. Colossians chapter 1, 21 through 22. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. 
He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. I love that. Holy, flawless, and restored. I want to talk about these three things, but I'm going to start with the with the last one and work our way into holy, being holy. So when he says you're restored, he says in another translation, um, it, it's translated as this, you stand before him without a single fault. And I love what the, even the Greek word uh, for that is restored right there. It, it means that uh, your past cannot be brought into a, uh, to account. You cannot be accused of what you've done. You are unaccused. I think that is so amazing is that the work that Jesus did on the cross wasn't to just uh, wipe away a debt. But when he wiped it away, he literally said, I cannot convict you from previous crimes, misdoings, the things that you have gotten wrong in the past because I have completely restored you almost like that doesn't exist. And then, you know, the, the word before he said flawless. Flawless meaning unblameable. You cannot be blamed, period. Uh, the picture there is without blemish, somebody who is perfect uh, as a sacrifice without spot or blemish. You know, the, the Israelites used to make sacrifices to God and the sacrifices, the animal sacrifices they gave to him had to be perfect. They had to be without spot or without blemish. And there was a sacrifice offered in our place without spot or blemish. And that sacrifice was Jesus. And God accepted Jesus as our sacrifice, which eliminated all of our flaws, our, all of our uh, misdoings, all of our shortcomings. And now we are flawless in his sight. But he starts this whole thing off with saying, you are holy. That word holy, what it really means is set apart for God. God has set you apart for himself. You know, we're very familiar with the act of setting things apart, right? Uh, let's take something, for example, like food. You know, my wife during this whole quarantine time has been, uh, she's turned into such the baker. And oh my goodness, I mean, those quarantine pounds, hashtag quarantine pounds. I don't even know if that's really a hashtag or not, but it's true. I mean, we've been eating like just straight goodies that she's been making from scratch and it's been excellent. But, you know, she makes food and, and or these cakes or or she made cinnamon rolls the other day. And and what I think about is, you know, when when we find something good like that, something good like food or cake, what do we do? We sometimes we'll go in there, we'll cut ourselves a piece. I may not want it right now, but I know I'm going to want this later. So I set it apart for me at a later time. We even do that with time, right? We schedule time with our um, at work for meetings. We schedule time with our families. Um, we schedule time with our spouses for date nights to go out on dates, have dinner, go to the movies. We are setting apart this specific uh, frame of, of, of time, this, this point in time for our spouses, we do this with objects. We do this in relationships and friendships. We know what it is to set things apart. We set people apart and these things 
for really two reasons, for our own benefit and for our enjoyment. These people or things do something for us. Therefore, the reason why we are setting apart time to um, uh, eat these good things or to have this time with these specific people, that is the reason why we do it. It's for our own benefit and our own enjoyment. First Peter one sixteen. I want to. Uh, this is what First Peter one sixteen says. It says, "Be holy, for I am holy." Peter is quoting uh, a scripture there uh, in the Old Testament, but he's saying, "Be holy, for I am holy." This is a command from God. God says He's telling us. God commands us to be holy, just like He is holy. And again, it comes from Leviticus eleven forty, uh, chapter eleven, verse forty five. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation, but this is one of the first instances in the Old Testament where God actually says this phrase. And he says, For I, the Lord, am the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. Therefore, you must be holy because I am holy. If holy means set apart, then what he's saying is be set apart as I am set apart. So God is saying, be set apart. We should be set apart as he has set us set apart. Who has he set himself apart for? Think about that. He has set himself apart for you and me. What he is saying is, set yourselves apart for me as I have set myself apart for you. Set yourself apart for him in every area of your life. Give him the first and final say in every area of your life. That's what that means. To, to set myself apart, to give myself wholly and completely to God. I am giving God full rule and reign in my life to do as he wills and as he pleases with me. Because that's what he did with us. That's what he did with Jesus. What did Pilate do after finding no fault in Jesus? He handed him over to the Israelites so that they could have their way with him. And what did they want? They wanted to crucify him. He has given all of himself to you. And he's asking in return to give all of yourself to him. And the way we do that is by giving ourselves wholly and completely to God. And we do that through making that decision, by deciding to do so. We talk about that in salvation. When you, when you became saved, you made a commitment to make Jesus the Lord of your life. But you know Jesus wants to be Lord over every area, not just some areas. So it's a decision that we make to allow God to come in and to have full rule and reign in every area of our life. When I think about making a decision to set myself apart for God, I, I go back to this time when I was in Amarillo. Alejandra and I were married already. She was on time uh, on staff full time at uh, the Hollywood Road campus in the worship department. And I wasn't on staff yet. I was uh, working in business with my uncle and I was dying. I just dying to get back into ministry. I wanted to get back into ministry so bad. And I was looking for any opportunity, but like anyone else, I, I started going to Trinity and, and I uh, became a member, became a volunteer. 
and I just worked hard and I showed up and I volunteered and I poured into folks and, and got involved in the ministries there at the church. And, and as I, I started to do that, over time built relationships with the staff and other people. But I really wanted to be on staff again at a church. I really wanted to be in full-time ministry. And I remember one one day, it was getting close to the time where I was about to come on staff, and I had lunch with one of our executive pastors about, you know, coming on staff at the Hollywood Road campus. But the kicker was with the intention of moving to another campus someday to be part of their staff. And at that time, I was a little frustrated, just being honest, due to uh, 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 during that season, every time my name came up in a conversation about bringing me on staff or something, it was always considered uh, at another campus. I was always being considered for another campus, moving somewhere, picking up my family, leaving Amarillo, going somewhere else. And I was very unsure at that time. I didn't know what it was like to be at another campus, didn't know what it was like um, to, uh, to go live somewhere else and be in full-time ministry at another church, but still be connected, uh, to our family in Amarillo. And I didn't want to move. And there was just some anxiety about leaving to another city, to another place. And I remember leaving lunch that day. I got in my truck and I had a conversation with the Lord and I said, God, why, why this again? And I remember him telling me this. He said this to me very clearly. He said, trust me, and trust the process. Trust me and trust the process. Well, lo and behold, I did. I trusted him and I trusted the process and it led us to this wonderful place we are now here in Wichita Falls. And had I not made the decision to heed the word of the Lord in that moment, had I not made the decision to allow him to be first in that area, as concerning my desire for full-time ministry, my want to be in ministry, to work at a church. If I had not put him first there, where would I have been? Where would I be today? You know, making that decision led to tremendous growth in my life, in my marriage, led to some really amazing experiences over these last four years, led to some amazing relationships led to a, a, a love that we have for our campus and for our city. We love Wichita Falls, and we know God has brought us here. But had I never made the decision to put God first in that area of my life, to set myself apart for Him there, I would have missed it. You see, being holy is about making God first in every area of your life by setting yourself apart wholly and completely for him. That's what it's about. So when we say things that like, yes, I am holy, you are holy. You are holy because you have given God full right and reign to make the fine, the first and the final decision in your life. It has nothing to do with making the decision on your own and hoping to get it right. It has nothing to do with behavior. It has because you are already restored. You are already flawless. So that cannot hold you back from God's will in your life. It has everything to do with giving God his rightful place in every area of your life. So that's what holiness is. And you are walking in that today. 
there might be some areas that you may need to let the Lord in and give him full right and full reign uh, to speak and to have the final say in your life. But know this, holiness is not about perfection. It's about placement. It's about giving God the right to say yes or no in some areas and giving God the right to speak into to say, hey, I want you to do this. Or, hey, instead of, I know you had your heart set on going here, but I want you to go here. That's what true holiness is. It's setting yourself apart. The image there can even be that of of a marriage relationship. When I met my wife, I was saving myself for her, and she was saving herself for me in every area. We wanted to be married. But when we started dating, we became exclusive. That only she gets the best of me. And sometimes that can be hard in marriage. Sometimes we need a rebalancing or a, a reprioritizing. But that's the image there. Is she, she is second in my life. She's only second to God. But she on this earth is the most important relationship that I have. And I give her my all that I or the all that I can give her because she deserves that. And it's the same thing with God. Being holy is setting yourself apart for him, for his desires, for his benefit and his enjoyment. Just as he has given himself holy to you for yours. So here's a couple of um, or here's an application question and an exercise that I want you to do to help drive this idea of holiness home for you. But let's let's look at this question. What's one area of your life that you struggle putting God first in? Is it in your marriage? Is it hard to put God first uh, in your marriage? Maybe in your kids? Maybe it's your career or your finances. What's one area that you find it difficult that you are struggling to allow God to have the final say-so in that area? And once you kind of get a, an idea of what that area is, I want you to do this. I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to invite God in by praying this. I want you to say, God, I invite you into my marriage, kids, career, finances, whatever it is. God, I invite you into this area. I place you first in that area. Your thoughts and your will are more important to me than my own. I choose to walk in holiness and dedication to you. Will you show me what it looks like to trust you concerning this area of my life? Amen. Do that today. Think about that area of your life. Think about what holiness looks like for you and what it looks like for you to walk in a manner of being set apart for God. I hope this teaching was an encouragement uh, to you today. If this podcast was a benefit for you, please share it. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram so you can stay up to date on all the latest. And if you have any questions, any comments, any suggestions, I'd love to hear them uh, from you. You can email me at rekindlepodcast at gmail.com. Your feedback means the world to me. So I'd love to hear from you. And as always, why should we rekindle our flame? Why should we work on ourselves? It's because of this, this truth right here. God wants you. The world needs you and you deserve your best. 
God bless you guys. See you next time.